Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tiantian. Now, pencils are a much-needed tool as we get through our workday, and today we are going to bring you an inside look into a pencil manufacturer that has been around for over 250 years. Now, bingo! If you guessed Faber Castell, now founded all the way back in 1761, Faber Castell is one of the oldest industrial companies in the world and has been owned by the same family for get this nine generations. Now, the firm is headquartered in the German state of Bavaria and it is currently present in over 120 countries with its own production sites in 10 countries and sales companies in 22 countries. Now, more notably, Faber Castell. Sells over two billion pencils and coloured pencils each year, even in the face of digitalisation. Now, so what is the secret sauce in achieving that sales volume? Meanwhile, the firm has moved beyond stationery into decorative cosmetic products as well. What was the rationale behind the move to diversify, and what does this mean for Faber Castell's stationery business? Well, for more, let's speak to Andrew Wun, Managing Director, Faber Castell Malaysia, Indochina, and East Asia. Well, Andrew, welcome to the show. Hi,、uh, Tianjian. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you on board, and Andrew. Let's start with the company, right? We've briefly talked about how Faber Castell is a multi-generational pencil manufacturer that started all the way back in the 1700s. But we want to hear from you. How would you describe the firm's value proposition and business model? Well,、uh, let me say that、uh, firstly, being a family-owned、uh, company, and this has actually got an impact on the culture and how the company is being run. So they look at it as a very long-term、uh, business and not、uh, like those、uh, short-term、uh, driven companies.、Um, and, and I think this is the first thing I think we would like to establish. Right now,、uh, early on when it was firstly founded, the proposition for Papa Castell is to provide high-quality, innovative products that inspire creativity. And also self-expression. So you can see that in the the types of products that we、uh, have. And the second、uh, thing that I should say is that the、uh, company is highly committed to sustainability and social responsibility, where we use、uh, environmentally friendly materials as well as support social projects around the world. And thirdly, is actually Faber Castell values tradition and heritage, being of course being around for more than two hundred sixty years. And this strives to combine with、uh, modern technology and design to create products that meet the needs of our consumers.、Mm. And let's take a look at your product offerings as well,、um, Andrew. Faber Castell is known for its writing and drawing materials, and in particular, coloured pencils. And this is, of course, born out of the numbers. If we look at your production or your output. Or your sales figures, rather. The firm sells over two billion pencils and colour pencils each year. But I understand, as you mentioned, the firm is into creative design, also cosmetic products. So take us through your verticals. Which is the most important product vertical for you? Okay.、Um, in terms of、uh, the products that we do sell, is probably put into two broad categories. One is colouring, and the other one is writing. In coloring, we have premium、uh, art and coloring products for the artists and professionals, and we we also have、uh, mass products such as color pencils for students in school. 
In the writing category, we have uh, very premium brands uh, and the, under the uh, brand Grabon Faber Castell. And we also have mass produced pens, such as ballpoint pens and gel pens that uh, everybody uses in office. And the third category is marking highlighting, like markers and highlighters, which uh, teachers use and students use in, in their uh, school. And finally, as you mentioned, uh, cosmetics, which we ventured into, and this is because it's an adjacency to the types of products that we produce right now. And Andrew, if I may follow up on your pointers just now, right, which would you consider as the most important business uh, vertical as far as the dollars and cents are concerned? The colouring for sure. Right, and keeping this conversation very colourful, and let's take a look at your global footprint, Andrew, also very colourful here. Fabel Castell, as we know, is headquartered in Bavaria in Germany, and it has a presence in over 120 countries production sites in 10 countries. So what is your presence in Asia, though? What is the role or the significance of Asia to Fabo Castell? Firstly, Asia-Pacific contributes to about four, uh, one quarter of the total Fabo Castell business, and this includes uh, India and China. We have factories in Malaysia, in India, Indonesia, and China, whereas we also have sales offices in Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. The rest of the countries in Asia-Pacific are being served through our distribution partners. Mm. And let's take a step back to look at the wider business environment and Andrew. Now, according to research and markets, the global market for stationary products is estimated at about 24.2 billion US dollars in 2022, projected to grow to 34.7 billion US dollars by 2030. And we are talking about a CAGR of around 4.6% between 2022 and 2030 here. Uh, to what extent do you agree with this assessment? I think it is quite accurate. Firstly, if we look at uh, historical sales projections, they are quite in line and in trend. Of course, we talk about digitalization. I'm sure there is also some impact as a result of digitalization. However, when we look at it overall in terms of the uh, what's happening around the world, we find that okay, the population is still growing. There is also the younger uh, demographics that are starting to first use our products in schools. The children, uh, when they first enter school, they start holding their first color pencils or crayons. And at the same time, there's also inflation. So inflationary prices as a cost of raw materials have come up. So there's also some inflation. And I think also at the same time, many, many stationary companies are also coming up with new innovation. Uh, and you see a lot of uh, customization for example, you will know that uh, many people will have not just one pen, they will have many pens because they use it for different functions. And in Japan, one interesting thing to note is that, uh, for example, a pen is seen as part of the brand or appearance of a person. So they, they also uh, have a lot of different pens for different occasions. That, that I think is something interesting. And that will drive the market uh, at least four or five percent. And just to sidetrack a little, Andrew, if we look at your sales, right? The firm sells over two billion pencils and colored pencils each year. What is your secret sauce in maintaining that sales volume or achieving that sales volume in face of digitalization, though? Okay, for us, it's about number one, uh, having done a lot of uh, consumer research, we want to make sure that we are always relevant to our consumers. And when we for example, in, in the case of uh, coloring, 
whether it's a color pencil or liquid paints like poster color or acrylic paints, the consumers tell us that they would like to have uh, very vibrant colors. So we, we spend a lot of uh, time and resources in R&D to make sure that we are able to get the same kind of pigments uh, that the, the, our consumers tell us. And even then, consumers are broken down into different uh, demographics, right? Students will have a different uh, requirement versus professional artists. And one would think that, oh, you know, we should have very bright and, and uh, nice colors for the artists. But in, on the other hand, we find that they would like to replicate the more natural colors. So we, are, we should also be able to try to get close to these uh, colors like skin tones, uh, sky, earth, greens. These are very important to the professional artists. Going back to market valuation, if I may, Andrew, the research and markets report that we brought up earlier said China would reach a projected market size of around 7.2 billion US dollars by 2030. Japan, which you mentioned earlier, um, was brought up as a market to watch as well. The market is expected to grow 3.1%. How far do the markets stand up for you and why is this the case? Well, for China, obviously, Due to the size of the population, it's a huge uh, market for us. Uh, they are now at 1.3 billion, but we also should watch for India, which has uh, they are the most populous nation in the world right now. They are 1.4 billion. Um, and if you mentioned uh, Japan uh, just now, Japan is a very, I would say in terms of the consumers, they are very involved with stationery. I think this is uh, due to the history where there is a high emphasis on writing and calligraphy and later on move on to art. And one of the indicators are, like, for example, the use of mechanical pencils and sales of mechanical pencils is the highest, one of the highest in the world per population. So this uh, goes back to the uh, type of consumer base where uh, it is important to be able to produce those uh, products that are relevant to the country. Japan in particular due to this heritage that they have, is still a very important market, despite the population uh, being quite flat at the moment. Mm, I, I guess there are two factors that are being brought up. One is the population size, the other is the spending power. Now, as far as China and India are concerned, what is the spending power like? And to what extent does that influence your geographical focus looking ahead? Well, if we look at China, India and Japan, very contrasting for sure. Uh, for China and India, lower GDP per capita, so we would have to have much more basic, more affordable um, portfolio to cater to consumers there. Whereas for the Japanese, they are much more sophisticated. They need to incorporate a lot of personalization, design into that. And obviously, this will be at a different price brackets because the requirements or the needs that they want are much more sophisticated versus the uh, basic ones that we have in India and China. Speaking generally, of course. If it is okay for me to follow up, what is the difference in price point we are looking at? The price points, well, uh, it can range. As we, as I mentioned earlier, we have mass products, uh, and this could be easily, for example, if we look at color pencils, uh, probably at a very low cost of um, maybe one US dollars at a very basic. And then in the case of very much more premium, where you have many, many colors, this can easily go up to 200 to 300 US dollars. 
If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Andrew Woon, Managing Director of Fabo Castel Malaysia, Indochina and East Asia. And Andrew, I believe writing materials or instruments such as pens and markers, they are less affected by the rise in digitalization as compared to other types of stationery. How far do you agree with this? And how would this affect your product mix within Asia at least? Well, we think that, uh, or at least what we can see in the market right now, there is some replacement due to digitalization. For example, if you go to the restaurants where it used to be the waiters would take orders through pen writing, now it's been digitalized. So there is some uh, uh, reduction in usage of pens there. But at the same time, they, the general broad-based uh, office stationery is still quite a sizable market and, and uh, apart from the restaurants and the service industry, we can see that the base is still there. And this is, of course, tied to the business environment as more and more business grow and GDP better grow and companies get bigger. Obviously, the usage of uh, writing materials will also uh, increase. And not to forget that of, uh, writing materials such as a ballpoint pen or gel pen is still very cheap in comparison to a digital device. Right? So that's quite the important factor to consider. Mm. And meanwhile, what is the number one trend in the market for stationery right now, Andrew? How does it influence the way in which you take the company forward, say, more eco-friendly products, more personalized stationery? You're right on the money, actually, Tian Tian. Uh, eco is the buzzword right now. And for Faber Castell, we it is not a recent thing that we've looked at eco products. Um, for example, we look at this at a very holistic level. And one from the energy that we use, we use uh, solar panels where, where available. And where not available, we actually buy that from renewable sources, right? Uh, in terms of packaging, we also are moving a lot of our products to biodegradable packaging. We are eliminating plastics as much as we can from our products. Uh, we have, we actually, Faber-Castell owns their own forest where we, this forest acts as a carbon sink and this is also the source of renewable wood for our pencils and color pencils. We also look at the product design where we can minimize, minimize in terms of energy used to produce the product or the materials required to produce a product so that uh, we can be green uh, in, in, in the whole thing. So we're looking at it from all 360 angle and this is very important because not only we are here for 260 years, but we, we want to be here for a thousand years more. Wow, a thousand years more. And in the meantime, talk about staying and being in the business for a thousand years more. Transformation, diversification, definitely a theme, right, Andrew? And on that note, Fabo Castell has diversified its business into the cosmetic scenes, as we mentioned, uh, developing items like a rechargeable mechanical cosmetics pencil. Very exciting for especially ladies, I guess. But uh, what was the rationale behind the move to diversify and to what extent will it affect the firm's focus on the main pencil or color pencil business? Okay, if you look at the cosmetic um products that we produce, you will notice there is a similarity in the technology used to manufacture this with our stationary products. So it is really an adjacency category for us. We already have competency in colors, in managing different pigments. We would taste pencils, as you, you mentioned, for the eyeliners. We have uh, the products that have uh, brush tips, uh, 
and also it's very important to consumers because a lot of our consumers are children. We have uh, very safe ingredients. We test uh, to make sure there's no heavy metals and all the uh, uh, toxic materials are eliminated from all our products. And so that when you put it on your face, it's also safe as well. So it is a really easy to move into category. And um, we, we expect it to grow um, in, in the coming years as we establish the brand more. Mm. Do you expect it to be the next phase of growth for Fabo Castell or will the pencil business still be your mainstay going forward? Well, I think that uh, the, the colouring and pencils and pens are generating still will be the core that will not uh, go away. The, group, the cosmetic business will be uh, something where we enter a bit later in the game. So this will have higher growth in the initial years, but that is to, you know, we have to look at how that would uh, pan out uh, in, in the future years. Currently, it is a significant size of the total business. Right. And before we let you go, Andrew, what are some future exciting plans for Fabo Castell for the rest of this year or into the next? What can we expect as far as Asia is concerned? Okay. Well, when people think about stationery, they don't think it's very sexy. But for me, I'm really excited with the products that we produce because we, we do spend a lot of time in research. Uh, for example, we have uh, the world's smoothest pen, in gel pen. Uh, we've tested this and uh, the resistance level, when you write it, is stress-free. You can write super fast with this particular pen. We produce the cleanest erasers in the market. So for students, especially those who are still... Uh, during exams, they, they need to make sure that they erase uh, all the, the mistakes and correct them. And also for colouring, right, we have to make sure that uh, our colours are the most vibrant and, and uh, uh, highest in, in terms of uh, delivering clarity when we are doing all the work, the beautiful work that the children do. So we have some of these products and also we have new designs. Uh, I have like uh, this one, which is a uh, I think it's too small to see, but uh, we have uh, now more uh, interesting designs. You can see that. Uh, so that has just been recently launched. Um, and I think the portfolio will just uh, get more interesting as we go along, as we, we continuously invest in R&D. Uh, thanks a lot, Andrew, for that colourful conversation. That was Andrew Woon, Managing Director, Fabo Castell, Malaysia, Indochina and East Asia. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance.